Hey icons, it's Jen Spiegel, mama four, serial entrepreneur, and your business and lifestyle BFF. I'm here to build a community of like-minded women who are willing to dust themselves off time and time again. We stand tall and brave and courageous in our journeys, and we really become focused and committed to showing and shining a light on our God-given gifts. Let's be iconic together. Okay, icons, welcome to today's podcast with a really special guest, someone who means a lot to me. And I think someone who you need to know because she really is a huge partner with me in the Becoming Iconic brand. She is my brand manager, my marketing manager, my everything. She has just been an incredible asset to what you're seeing and how you're really witnessing this brand unfold and grow. And so I don't know what I would do without her. She is honestly one of the kindest, most efficient, thoughtful leaders I've met in a really long time. And so I wanted to invite Ali Timo on the podcast today, just so you got to know her. But one of the gifts amongst just who she is that she provided to me was understanding human design. I'd actually heard little bits and pieces about human design and what that meant, but I had never really dove into the strategy or what it really means essentially in working with people and who I am. And so Ali's going to take me to school today. She's going to teach me human design and you're really going to learn through this conversation. And I think it's a really important one to have because it has really helped our team within the executive team of Becoming Iconic, but also has helped me look at my clients and appreciate that one way isn't the way. And that's one of the biggest things you've taught me. So welcome to the podcast, Allie. Oh, thank you so much. What a fabulous introduction. I really appreciate that. I mean, every word. (laughs) And I really could go on and on. I could gush over you just because I just appreciate how you show up in the world and how you do things with compassion, but also with strength and bravery. You inspire me daily. You really do. The feeling is very mutual. So thank you. Thank you. So here we go. I would love to know a little bit about Allie to begin with, because I think people love learning about the guests as well. And maybe you could just share how you even got onto human design. How did that unfold for you? Oh gosh. I mean, I feel like anything, it can be such a long journey and such a long backstory that to really bring you to that point where things click and things come together. I struggled a lot personally with depression, with anxiety, with figuring out like what I wanted to do in my life. I had this story in my mind that I just wasn't good at anything. Like I was just like, you know, I'm just going to get the easiest job. And like, that's just what I'm going to do. Like I got my sales and marketing diploma. I was like, that's going to get me something. Cause I don't really have that thing that clicks, mm. which is now that I reflect back on it, oh, just like breaks my heart a little bit. Right. That that's even something that I had, but then obviously if you carry a story like that and you carry feelings like that, you come to a breaking point or you come to your rock bottom. And at my rock bottom, I just had this realization that like enough is enough. This isn't how I want to feel. And I need to do anything that I possibly could to get myself out of it. And it was through that, that I just started with my step one. I was feeling trapped in a job that was terrible for me. And I just needed to feel creative again. And writing was my outlet for that. And I was like, I'm going to start a blog. (laughs) I'm going to start a blog and I'm going to write. And it was the worst blog. And it was just like, I think I did some like lipstick reviews. Like it was just like so, so far from me, but what I felt like I needed to do at the time and all kind of, you know, stacked on top of each other and led me to finding out 
other people who are in the personal development field and discovering what a life coach even is. And I was, I was just, everything clicked. I didn't even realize that that was a job that somebody could have. And so going along my journey, that's kind of, you know, everything shifted. And I was like, that's my thing. I've always wanted to help people. I've always wanted to have those deep conversations that small talk never really interested me. So then I just you know, many years kind of passed and I got my certification as a coach. And then a couple of years after that, I discovered human design along the way of building my business and in the personal development field. And this is kind of what I can take issue with and what human design released me from, but it's really that thought that everything is done one way. If you want to build a coaching business and if you want to be an an entrepreneur online, you have to do it this way. Mm -hmm. You get clients this way. You talk in this way. These are your topics. These are the programs you need. These are your offerings and piece it all together. And there's your formula to success. There's your 10 step plan and boom, you're successful. Mm -hmm. So I really felt like I was doing all the things that I should be doing. And I felt like I was climbing uphill. Like I felt resistance from other people. I felt like I was constantly trying to sell, trying to bring people into my business. It just felt, even though coaching and serving people and writing and all of that was very soul filling, there was also that piece that I was like, oh, I'm so burnt out. Mm -hmm. And I'm so drained from doing all of this stuff that might be working for somebody else, but it's not working for me. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. That's right. Because I have got something irresistible for you. It is so sexy. It's so juicy. It's so life-changing. And it is a five-day free, let me say that again, five-day free iconic challenge. This challenge is meant just for you. I had you in mind because I know all of us, myself included, are carrying a little bit of baggage from 2020, right? Maybe a little bit of fear, maybe a little bit of uncertainty. Things have shifted and changed in our lives. And it's almost this feeling of needing to shed that skin and leaving it in 2020 to bring in a transformational 2021. Every single day, I'm going to give you action steps and things that you can apply immediately to make the shift into that highest version of yourself so that 2021 is the catalyst to all your dreams and desires. It's five days. It's free. No brainer. I'll see you over there. All you have to do is go to my Instagram. It's right there. My Instagram is Jen Spiegel or the Becoming Iconic podcast. You can find it on the website, jenspiegel.com. It's J-E-N-S-Z-Z-P-I-G-I-E-L.com or just click in the show notes right below. It'll take you right to where you need to go. And I can't wait to pour all I've got into you so that we open this new year with a fresh perspective and the clarity and the mission for what it is we can do for impact and service. Thanks so much, friends. I'll see you there. So then stumbling upon human design, which really I just found somebody else talking about it on social media. And in my mind, my first instinct was to go, oh, just like another one of those personality tests, you know, just another one of those things that, yeah, there's little bits of information that click and you learn and you move on. And information is just information. It doesn't lead to transformation. But when you can find a system where there's information and awareness that you can integrate and take action on, that's where the transformation comes in. And this is what I can see from people who learn about their human design too. They just take the information and they don't do anything with it. But it's really like the act of honoring yourself and putting it into action that leads to a 
massive, massive ripple effect in your life. And that is what I experienced. So I learned human design and it wasn't really until about six months later that I was, you know, still consuming the information. But then I thought to myself, okay, I really need to, there's something here. There's something here that it's keeps, it's tugging at my heart and I need to listen to that. And I need to follow that. And I need to hire someone to help me really figure it out and put it into action. And when I did that in six months, my business completely transformed. It no longer felt like I was climbing uphill. It was growing organically. I wasn't even marketing myself. And I was having so many moments where I would just step back and I would think, wow, my life, like I am in awe of my life right now. I am in awe of what I'm creating right now. And it feels easy because I'm honoring myself. And I know that I'm doing this in the way that is most aligned for me. So then I learned about human design to help myself and to learn about my family. And then once I kind of had this experience, I just knew that I needed to talk about it. I needed to share it with other people because I want people to have the feeling that I have where you just have so much permission to just be who you are. So let me dig into that a little bit. Cause that was, I love that you said, so say it again. Information is just information. It's not inspiration. Say that again. What did you say? Do you remember? Yeah. So information, uh, information is just information. It's not transformation. Trans- yeah. That was really good. That one got me. I had to write it down, but I did jot form. So I didn't want to <laughs> misquote you, but there's a lot of nuggets in there. And I think one of the things that resonates the most with me in the coaching industry and being a coach myself is that so often what I think happens is we decide that this is a really great move for us. And we feel that draw to want to serve others. And we go seek people who are already successful at it to want to duplicate what they're doing because we feel like, oh, they have the recipe, like you said. And I know myself, even early in my coaching career, I had a coach who called me out on it. She actually said, I don't feel like you're showing up authentically anymore on your Instagram. What I'm noticing is you actually have this vibe of this other girl who was a coach of mine and a coach of hers. And I feel like you're almost trying to be her, but it's not, it doesn't suit you. And when she told me that, you know, some people would get their backup. I felt such a sense of relief that she had recognized that and was kind enough to say that. And it was my lesson to know if I want to really do this well, I have to do this in my own way and not try to duplicate what's out there. And that's what I feel like you gave yourself permission for as well. Would you Mm, say so? For sure. And then having your human design chart, it's like you have the guidebook, you have the roadmap because there's one thing to know that, to know like I need to do it my way and I need to be my most authentic self. And But then to step back and be like, but what does that even mean? Like how do I be my authentic self? And then when you look at your chart, you can literally, you can see your strengths. You can see where you might be more prone to conditioning. You can see certain patterns that play out in your life. And you can be like, oh, I see that pattern playing out right now. Mm -hmm. And I know now from studying myself, from knowing myself so deeply that the signs in which tell me I'm not aligned and I can readjust and I can do it quickly because it's it's all here for me. There's, There's no doubting. So it kind of takes away the doubt. The clarity comes in so much faster and yeah, like, and then you can start calling yourself out on your own shit. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the thing is you're absolutely right. It's one thing to know you want to do it in your own way, but you're right. A lot of us then go, 
but what is that? And it can feel intimidating. It can feel big because I think the road of personal growth and self-acceptance and all those things are really a continuum. For me, it's about gaining understanding, like through the human design that you've taught me, but then also bringing yourself back to that over and over and over again, because it's really natural for us to sometimes slide the pendulum too far to one side. And so I'd love to dive into those different human designs. Cause I think a lot of what you're saying, people will just have massive light bulb moments to realize, Oh my goodness, this is exactly how I am. Or I feel this, but I've never been able to put it into words. Cause that's what you did for me when you told me my human designs. So maybe we could even start with that uh, manifesting generator. I don't know if that makes sense on how to do it, but I'd love to start there. I remember you telling me that creativity is one of my things that I need to be doing lots of different tasks and have lots of different ideas. And I always stifled that. And to now be free to do all the things has felt so rewarding and so freeing. And I am so grateful to you because you really did give me that permission. It's the first person in my life to tell me like, that is a part of you. You're supposed to do this. And I was like, oh, that's why. So maybe you could explain that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Before I kind of go into the types, I'll talk a little bit about what the human design is. Oh, perfect. Yeah. How to discover it. So finding out your human design is very easy. You can just search human design chart on Google and it's just based off of your birth information, your birth time, your birth day, your birth place. And then it brings in a few like scientific and also like esoteric systems. So it incorporates astrology. It incorporates quantum physics, Kabbalah, I Ching, the chakra system with your energy centers. And so it's not a personality test that you can fake. We've all done kind of, you know, the strengths finder and you have the, you're like, what would my best self, like, how would my best self answer? And you try to like rig the system, but you can't rig the system in this way. It's just, it's based off of your birth information and where the stars and the planets were aligned in the time that you were born. And so all of the planets and the stars and all of this energy, they hold their own information and their own energy. And so when those like neutrinos are kind of floating around in time and space, um, they're picking up that information. And then when you're born, they pass through you and you carry that with you. And so there's two sides to your human design. There's your conscious side and your unconscious side. So your unconscious side is actually birthed, so to speak, three months before you were born. So this is often where those patterns that you pick up, like your generational potential and your generational trauma will come through. So it is really interesting to compare your chart with your mother's chart or your grandmother's chart and kind of see where those lessons are carrying through and where those patterns are. But it's like, it's all there in your chart. And then there are five, five different types of human design. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't even know any of this. So that, just before you go on though, if I, if you don't mind me interrupting, I hope that you don't, I don't okay. interrupt and you lose your thought. But one of the things I know someone listening is going to have this question, because for me, my mom couldn't really remember the actual hour I was born. That took a lot of digging. Is that really essential? Is it really important that they know the time they were born? To get a hundred percent accurate, it is. And I've seen this play out a couple of different ways where if you don't know your exact birth time, the kind of standard to use is just noon. Okay. And then there are certain things that can play out in your chart. So your human design chart actually goes very, very deep. There's kind of the basic information and the basic information is transformational. So I don't want to discount that in any way. But when you go deeper into the energy centers and within those energy centers, there are gates that connect to different channels and that all means different things. And that's going very, very deep. So generally what I've seen is that the gates will change. The channels can change, Mm -hmm. not huge changes, 
although I have seen big changes from like your energetic type that can change from like morning to afternoon, it, it kind of all depends. So Okay. And you can find it friends. You know, if that's something that you have a hard time finding, you can actually go and request through the hospital or whatever, what time you were born. Cause I do, I think the accuracy, if you're going to do this is important because I think this really reveals so much. And for me, it was about like, I want to be so accurate to the minute. So it felt really good. First of all, just to even know that, but also just to know this chart really can help me now. And I know someone else out there may also have where they can't find their birth hour. And I know there's ways of doing that. So I want to make sure people understand where to go and, and how important it is. Yeah. So then when you, you know, you put in your information, your birth information into the system, and then you get your chart, you're going to see what your type is. So there are five different types. There's the generators and the manifesting generators. So both of those types actually make up about 70% of the world. So we live in a very generator society, which is why for so long, we've really valued that hustle because the generators and manifesting generators are what's known as energy types. So when they are lit up and they're doing what they absolutely love, they have limitless energy to do it, but only if they're saying yes to the things that are actually correct for them. Where burnout can come in is when you start to say yes to things that are actually no's. And then they're not self-theme is frustration. So, you know, as a manifesting generator, you can look back on times when you felt frustrated in your life. And that is a key indicator that you are out of alignment. So instead, so what human design can do is that when you're feeling that level of frustration, instead of being like, oh, this is just a part of life. And, oh, this is just how I feel. You can go, no, this is my signpost. This is my signpost that I just need to veer over here and adjust over here and do some tweaking because... And this is something that I'll say often when I win, everybody wins. Mm -hmm. So when you get into alignment and you feel lit up, there is nothing like a generator manifesting generator that is just lit up. They have the, what defines them as a generator or manifesting generator is a defined sacral. Mm -hmm. And that energy is so juicy and like people are just so drawn to that. Um, And then the really big definition between what a generator is versus a manifesting generator is that manifesting generators have a little bit of manifester type in them. So manifester is another type, but they have that manifester in them. So what that means is that they are Mm multi-passionate. So, you know, you're drawn to so many different things, which is why you want to feel creative in different outlets for somebody to tell you to pick one niche and do one thing is going to feel so suffocating to you. And often they'll feel pressure and they'll feel that level of conditioning from generators to be like, you can't do that. You have to pick your one thing. That doesn't make sense with everything else that you have going on. And it needs to make sense. It doesn't need to make sense. You need to do what lights you up and what feels good. Whereas a generator is more likely to thrive if they're really like zoning in on their one thing and on their one niche. Ah, this feels, I don't know. Anybody listening, you know, it's like a sigh of relief, Mm -hmm. sigh of relief. And just to reiterate what you're saying as a manifesting generator for years, I did one thing. And for years there was like this, I, I, I have more, I have more to give. I have more to give, but I didn't know how to do that. It was, I felt so stifled. And then I did have my health scare and a lot of what I did, the research and the people I worked with after my health scare were like, this was almost like a cleansing. You have been stifled creatively. And that was before I knew you, this was a little woo woo for me, to be honest at that time, I thought, what do you mean? Something just happened physically to my body, but that it was different individuals who had no relation saying the same story over and over. And that was really the catalyst to my freedom. 
that understanding of it's okay to be multi-passionate, Jen. That's what you're made to do. Yeah. And it doesn't all have to make sense. It doesn't all have to line up and be connected. And you know what I mean? And and sometimes we get in our heads like that because it's like, you have to do one thing and you can't go and do that because it doesn't make sense. But that is a very human thing to be like, I need to make sure it's logical and all my ducks are lined up in a row and we overthink and we overanalyze when like literally none of our decisions should be coming from our heads. Mm, but that's how we're conditioned to be. Great advice. Great advice. Okay. So generators, they're the ones that say you should stay in one space. They have lots of energy, but they want to focus in. Is that what a generator is more like? Yeah. Usually a generator will thrive in, in their niche, like really honing in on their zone of genius and what they're really great at. They have like a boundless energy. And it's so funny. My, my son and my husband are both generators and I definitely see this play out in them. I look at them and I'm like, I do, I do not have that level of energy to just like go like they do. Mm-hmm. And my son is very interesting because he is very task oriented, like generators and manifesting generators are like the doers. They like to get things done. They like to have their set of tasks and everything that my son does, like even as he plays, there's an outcome to what he's doing. Like you're, and even you instruct him, this is how you do it. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to do that thing. And I'm going to get everything done. And And yeah, and my husband the same way, like he loves his list of things to do and he gets it done. And, and then again, the key is always coming back and being like above anything else, your energy is sacred. Mm. So just always come back to that. It doesn't mean that you need to say yes to everything and you have energy for everything. Mm -hmm. That is not true. It's knowing that your energy is sacred and what is worthy of your energy. And I, I really think that's a, a key distinguisher is to start seeing yourself and your energy as sacred and to protect that and put boundaries around it at all costs, mm-hmm. because not everything and not everybody is worthy of receiving your energy. And you are the one who gets to decide that. Ah, oh, such great permission, friends listening in. I bet everybody's sighing relief right now. Really, Ali. And this is, this is why I'm just so intrigued by you. It's this way you see people and you understand people and you accept people. And I think all of us just need, we have that feeling of just wanting to be seen and understood. And this human design really feels like such a beautiful way of, of just understanding others and realizing we are different and it's, it's what makes it beautiful really at the end of the day. Mm, Yeah, it's so true. And I know for me, I'm a projector type. So a projector is often one of the most conditioned energy types that there is because we live in a generator society and because projectors are not energy types. So if we go and we hustle and we do all the things like what I have done in my past, it leads to resentment and bitterness is my not self theme. Mm -hmm. So when I'm out of alignment, that is exactly how I feel. And it's burnout. Like it's a crash and burn. And so even it's even more important to lean into, okay, my energy is sacred. What am I saying yes to? And what am I saying no to? Because I have a limited resource here, but projectors are really, really skilled at seeing other people very clearly. And they are known as like the guides, the teachers, Mm -hmm. we can see the vision really clearly and map it out. Yeah. We have a really unique way of seeing people where someone might struggle to see themselves. You know, we can call it out. In addition to that, 
there's something what's known as your authority. And so your authority is how you make decisions in your life. And mine is splenic. So it's all intuition based. Mm. So being a projector and having my intuition, like those are my superpowers. So I know to lean into them, but I didn't realize that they were superpowers. I thought that everybody had that until I learned my human design. And I was like, Oh, I actually need to lean into this even more. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was a really interesting thing for me. For sure. Yeah. And I think too, and correct me if I'm wrong, because this is all new to me, I'm learning, but I almost see our relationship in our working relationship where I can get on the call with you and I'm like, let's do this and da, 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 da. And my energy is, you know, out there. And you have always been like that quietness on the phone because I can tell you're absorbing it all and you're taking it in and you're using your intuition to be like, you know what? I see it. I see your vision. How about we do it this way? And you have such a way of taking all these ideas and putting them together, like you said, into this plan of action. But there's such a confidence about you that I guess I trust so immensely now to be able to just give you what I've got, this energy, and for you to then take it in and sit with it for a second and come back with exactly what I thought, but in a way that I would never be able to produce. It's so incredible. So should manifesting generators pair themselves with projectors? Is that a really good pairing for working relationships? I don't think that necessarily there's like specific types that jive more than other types. Okay. If we're thinking about this kind of in an ideal world scenario, mm-hmm. would have like a manifester. Manifestors are leaders, are visionary. You have that manifester in you too, right? And then you have the projector who's able to guide the way. And then you have the manifesting generators, generators to really, you know, get it all done. And then the other type is reflector who really wow. can reflect and show you how it's working essentially. Wow. I didn't hear of reflectors before. So that's the fifth one. So what are they like? So reflectors are only 1%, less than a percent of everybody in the world is the most rare type. So Mm -hmm. anytime somebody will come across a reflector in the human design world, they're just like these shiny unicorns because they're so (laughs) rare. Um, But in your chart, you have these symbols. So if you look up your chart, you'll see them. They're symbols. Those are your energy centers. If those energy centers are white, it means that they're undefined. So this is where we're most likely to receive the most amount of conditioning. Reflectors have every single energy center open. So they are like, in terms of being a non-energy type, they're like next level projectors in that way. Like to rest, to, you know, really nourish and take care of themselves is very, very important because they're just absorbing so much from other people from their environment. And they can really, like, if you're wondering what the state of the world is like, go to a reflector because they know. They can tell you exactly how they're feeling. They're a really good gauge of that. Is there someone who we would recognize out in the world, like whether it be famous or not, who would be a reflector? Can you think of one? Oh, I can't off the top of my head. I know that Google will know in a second. Yeah. I wonder if my daughter is, because she is a unicorn. She has a very unique personality, which I'm trying to understand. And that's where I really wanted to learn from you today, because I do think this goes above and beyond us understanding ourselves. I love how you've applied this within your family to understand your kids and to meet them where they are. Because I know with Ivy, she's a manifesting generator. Is that what she is? She's a manifester. The manifester. So manifestors are also more of like a rare type. Manifestors are a force to be reckoned with because even if you were to look back at like the Egyptian times, they were the pharaohs. They were the leaders. They really mapped out the world, but they have really big energy. So they can have a really attracting aura or a very repelling aura. They're one of those types where you either like them or you don't because they can come on very strong. They have a very strong energy. They're very independent. They know exactly what they want. And like, they're just, you know, they're here to get it done and they like to be in control. So knowing that about my daughter, she has literally said to me, 
no, mommy, you don't make the rules. I make the rules. (laughs) And like, she wants to do everything herself. She's very independent. She knows exactly what she wants. She has this fierceness in her that can be a struggle sometimes to parent. But at the same time, I'm like, I need to nurture that and really have her lean into that because that is what's going to serve her. And, And often manifestors are conditioned very deeply when they're little to be, to shrink and to be smaller because they can trigger people. And so people want to put them in their box that makes them feel comfortable. Right. That's not how they're designed to be. They're, you know, they're designed to really do what they want to do. I can just see them as like shining. Like they're just those ones that enter a room and everybody's head turns. That's kind of how I envision a manifester. And I can imagine as kids, someone told me once ages and ages ago, when Gracie, my first was really little, they said to me, they said, you know, what will sometimes frustrate you the most as a mom and sometimes like you want to control in her as a little girl will be the exact characteristics you hope she has and gains for an adult. And that was like the best advice as a new mom. Cause I was such a young mom. And you know, when you have that resistance or you're like, just do what I told you to do. I remember that voice coming back in my head and thinking, but she's standing in her power and she's saying, I don't feel like doing that right now, or I will do that. Let me finish this. And it did allow me as a parent to go, okay, you know what? There is always compromise and allowing her to feel in control of those decisions and us meeting in the middle. So it does get done, but I don't have to control her behavior. And that was like a huge sense of relief as well. I, I loved just as a parent, seeing her and recognizing that. Yeah. And I, and I think it really allows you to shift that gaze from being like, I don't own my children. My children are not mine. I'm the one who brought them into the world and they're their own person. They are sovereign in themselves. Like it's so interesting for me to see my children because they are just the true essence of who they are. They don't have all that conditioning that we as adults do that we've literally spent years trying to peel the layers back from. They just are who they are. So knowing their human design type for my daughter, there's a couple of things. So One, it's allowing her to take the lead, allowing her to be in control, allowing her to plan the afternoon. What is it that you want to do? What are your thoughts on this? And really allowing her to be in full expression of who she is. And I can see how empowering that is for her. And then at the same time, their strategy as adults is to inform. So a manifester is the only type in human design that should initiate anything. Every other design should not go and initiate. So if you have an idea to just go and do it, that's a manifestor thing. It's interesting because we're taught to do that, Mm -hmm. but often we'll experience a lot of resistance in doing that. But manifestors are just like, okay, I want to do what I want to do. So I'm going to go and do that. But as a child, it's teaching them to ask permission before they do it. Mm. So that's kind of the play there. Good mama. You are such a good mama. If only we just understood more and enabled them more. And it's, 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 yeah, I I think this is a beautiful thing for us to understand. So if we could come back to the different human designs, are there specific ones that are better as an entrepreneur than the others, or do they all have the ability to be an entrepreneur? It's just, again, better understanding yourself and how you work. Yeah, definitely. If you have a desire to be an entrepreneur, if you have a desire to do anything that you want in your life, that vision is yours for a reason, because in some reality, it's already playing out. Mm -hmm. It's already a done deal. You just need to step into it. So to be able to detach from the, there's only one way to do this thing and to learn about yourself and to have that awareness, then you get to be the leader that you are literally designed to be. 
And if you want to be a leader, then you go and be a leader. You're not stuck in a box. And that's the thing. Sometimes people will look at their human design. So as a projector, for example, I could easily have that limiting belief of like, well, I'm not an energy type. So I can't go and run a business and I can't do this. And I can't be as successful as a generator. That's a limit. Your human design should not limit you in any way at all. It will only expand you. Mm. The thing about projectors is that... a generator will have to go and use up all of their sacral energy. So yes, they can like go, go, go. But projectors, when we are in alignment and like taking care of ourselves and doing things that light our soul up and a projector who's like playful and really in that energy of joy is so efficient. We can get, we can basically collapse time and get so much done in such a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. If we're really, you know, living in the way that we're meant to be, which is very, very freeing. Like we don't have to sit at a desk for eight, nine, 10 hours every single day that will drain us, but we can do that amount of work in a shorter amount of time. So there are, there are no limits. There's no limits. What permission in that too. Oh, friends. And I think the way you say that to me has always really opened me to this idea as well, because I think a lot of other personality tests, they do box you. It's like, this is who you are and how you are. And here's your strengths. And here's the things you need to work on. And we can get so stuck in that. And like, I'm a, whatever I'm a, you know, I'm thinking of the color one. I'm a blue. And so I'm overly emotional. Well, I can be, but that doesn't mean I'm always overly emotional. And how can I use that in my life versus allowing that to sometimes make me hide a little bit? Cause I don't want to be emotional. Cause you know, I boxed myself there sometimes. So I love that. It's just like, you've ripped everything open for everybody today, you know, to just understand that it's about understanding ourselves, knowing there's no limitations, there's no box. And when you understand yourself, what actually could you accomplish? Ooh, And I honestly, I love that you use that example of being too emotional or overly emotional because your authority and your human design is your emotional authority. Your emotional authority is your superpower. Like, wow, it is to have that thought of like, oh, I need to dim myself down. That is definitely something that an emotional authority will feel. They will think my highs are too high and my lows are too lows and I'm too all over the place. And I just need to be neutral and shrink it in. No, no, no. Like you are designed to feel the full spectrum of life. Mm -hmm. And the thing with an emotional authority is that you should, because your authority again, is how you make decisions in your life. Mm -hmm. So as an emotional authority, you should never make spontaneous impulsive decisions. You being able to like sit with your thoughts and feel the full spectrum of how you feel will bring a new clarity and a new depth to what's coming to you that you otherwise miss the opportunity of experiencing if you make a spontaneous decision. And that doesn't mean that your first instinct is incorrect. It means that there's something, there's something here and there's something to be with. And so you're always kind of feeling like high waters, calm waters, low waters. You want to make your decision from a calm place, but you gather all of this wisdom and information from those highs and those lows that you as a leader can share with other people. And, you know, your profile type, so your profile is another layer to your human design, but your profile as a six, two is like a line six in itself is like the wise woman Mm -hmm. is the role model is like, you know, they have spent all of their life kind of gathering this information and they are like true ultimate leaders, I would say for sure. Wow. So for you to be able to honor your emotional authority and to give yourself permission to, that that is not a that's not a weakness that is a massive strength to lean into is like you know it's it's huge 
Well, it's interesting you say that because in 2020, one of my personal goals was not to be so spontaneous in my decision-making and rash, which in the past, I, I definitely have, even my parents have always said to me, like, you just do things, you're not thinking, and it's not always the right choice or it's the right choice, and you, but it, you didn't do it to the fullest capacity because you just rushed the decision. And so 2020 was all about sitting on things for at least 24 hours. That's my promise to myself with any decision. It's like, give yourself 24 hours. And it's really new to me. Like that was a very new behavior, but I knew if I wanted to up-level my life, some things you need to, to work on. And that was the one thing is like, just calm down for a hot second and let it sit and simmer. I keep saying simmer in it, Jen. And what has happened is exactly what you described. The idea blossoms into something even bigger than I imagined. So I wouldn't have been able to come to like you and say, we should do this kind of course. It would have been like a small little detail of what actually it could be when I sat on it. And just yeah. allowed it to percolate really. And to also realize, oh, maybe not that this. And I do feel very guided though, too. So you said manifesting generates, they have some intuition. Yeah. I mean, we all have intuition. There's just like certain parts. I mean, you have your, your spleen, which is another energy center is defined, which is where your intuition lives. It's oh. also where fear lives, but your intuition lives there and you have consistent energy there. So you're definitely a very intuitive person for mm-hmm. sure. And I've been able to tune into that by being quiet and allowing myself to sit on an idea, even when it comes to money, you know, before spending money, I'm allowing myself to sit with it for a second. And does this feel good? And a month from now, will this feel good? And it's really, it's changed everything in my life. It really has the decisions I make. I'm so concrete on them. Like I'm so solid. And when it doesn't feel good, it's like, there's a reason. So I can get curious about that before, you know, making potentially the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see like those extra little layers of awareness. It's just like, it makes everything so much more juicy and there's so much more permission to just be who you are, but it is also who you are to want to take some shortcuts and stuff too. Right. To like, just like want to go like, that's a very manifesting generator kind of thing. Like, you know, a manifesting generator can manifest very quickly. They take shortcuts, but also pair that with your line six, which can also play out like a little trial and error. So there's also that permission to do something and to like, quote unquote, fail at it. Yeah. But really that's just how you learn. It's all about life experience for you. Yeah. And that's interesting because I don't have a big fear of failure. Mm. I don't fear trying something and it not working out because for me, it's always about becoming better. And that's just a way of becoming better. But um, maybe that took work. I don't, I, but I feel like I've never had that, that fear in me. Um That that is like you in your alignment, right? Because we can have all of these things play out in our energy centers, for example, that's either kind of a high vibration of that or a low vibration of that. So you just working through experience and having that approach is very much why people look to you. It's why you're so great at what you do. This feels good. This conversation, (laughs) you know, I've done a lot of personality quizzes tests or whatever you want to call them, nothing has felt so open and whole as human design. There's been something about it, maybe the same thing you had where you just felt tugged towards it. Ever since you have really opened this up for me, it's felt really right. Yeah. You know, because sometimes when you do other ones, you're like, but I kind of like that one. And I'm kind of like that one. And I'm kind of, you know, you see yourself in all the areas and you're right. You answer the questions based on who you think you should be or want to be. (laughs) So I love this and I love chakra work. It just aligns in my life and all the things I've put into place in my life that have made massive shifts. So this just feels so complimentary to all the things that I've been working on. What's your number one tip then for each? Maybe we can go through each of them, the five quickly and just say like, what's your number one tip for each human design? For generators and manifesting generators, do what lights you up 
because you'll have that sacral instinct, which is like that gut of yes or no, you'll feel it. Uh Uh-huh. Or uh uh-uh. Listen to that at all costs. Do what lights you up. Even if you run into that kind of scenario where you're like, oh, I, I should rest right now, but I don't really want to. Well, then don't. (laughs) you have limitless energy. If you're lit up and you want to go do the thing, do the thing. I think for projectors, it is permission to let yourself rest, Mm. to let yourself feel playful, feel joyful to, you know, I ran into this scenario where I was working with a coach and I would say, but I just have so much work I need to do. How am I going to do all the work I need to do? And she was like, well, what's the work? Mm. And the work was really the inner work, like how I was nourishing myself, how I was taking care of myself, how I was showing up. And that alone was just like, blew my mind when I actually honored that. And it's so easy to fall into that mindset of like, but I have to hustle. Nope. You don't have to hustle. You got to take care of yourself. And for manifestors, it's don't be afraid of having people not like you. Don't be afraid of other people's opinions. You go and you blaze that trail. Beautiful. Beautiful. This is the most beautiful conversation. It makes me see, here's my emotion, makes me emotional. I get emotional a lot of times in my podcast, I think, because there's so many aha moments I receive. And like this, this in particular, the permission for people to understand themselves fully, like it's just the most amazing feeling sensation in your body. And it's like, you've finally gotten out of the nest. Like that's how I felt. Like, it's like, I can spread my wings and do these things. And it's not about fitting in or people even understanding anymore. It's about me doing what's true and right for me. And I appreciate you so much for walking me through that. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being open to it. And it's not even me teaching. It's like when you hear this information and when you're listening to this podcast, there will be a level of remembrance that you'll experience, you know? And that's the thing. People already know themselves. So it's when you hear about your human design, you're like, oh, yes. That is me. I feel so seen. I feel so heard. I feel so understood. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you had this all along. You just have to see here and understand yourself. And that's all the permission that you need. Oh, that's so good. Friends, go rewind and listen to this all over again. Honestly, there's so many beautiful nuggets that come out of Ali's wise mouth. I tell you, the words you use and the way you describe things is just, it's delicious. Like that's the only word. It's like delicious to listen to and you just want to take it all in. Okay, so tell me, Miss Ali, how are you going to be iconic today? Oh, goodness. You know, it's so funny because I knew this question was coming and I did not think about it prior to. Um, (laughs) But yeah, how I'm going to be iconic today. I think, you know, it's just releasing myself from any expectation and just leaning into that joy and leaning into that play and nourishing myself while doing work that I absolutely love and fills me up with so much, just so much. And if it feels... It feels really beautiful to now be on this side, to know the journey of what I went through to be here and to just actually really truly feel like I'm in alignment. I feel like there was a while there where I was saying things that I knew were true, but I wasn't yet experiencing it as true in my life. So to be experiencing that now, it's just being iconic is leaning into that gratitude, like full stop. Yes. Yes. You are iconic. That is the truth. You are a joy in my life. You know how grateful I am. You're one of the first faces that come to my mind every morning when I give gratitude. I just, you're just a gift. Really, you are. And to be able to share you today and your wisdom and this other piece of you, well, this, it is your wholeness today. I get a piece of you in the marketing, but I know you've changed lives because you changed mine. And it was, gosh, like 15 years later into leadership that I finally had 
had this aha, but I think people are witnessing what can happen in a leader when they actually fully understand. And um, the proof is, is out there. So thank you, Ali, from the bottom of my heart for your time. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. This was a lot of fun. Time went by very quickly. It does. It does. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you know how deeply grateful I am for the time and space you give to the Becoming Iconic podcast. It is an honor and a privilege to show up here twice a week and pour into you. And thank you for those five-star reviews that you've been giving and those beautiful compliments. It means so much. And the time you spend to do that is just the most beautiful way to give back. The other thing I want to challenge us to as a community is to share more. It's so simple to copy this link into a text to a friend who you think would benefit from what you just listened to or share it into your stories. Make sure to tag me, by the way, because I love resharing and allowing your network to maybe discover something that they wouldn't have if it weren't for you. And just a gentle reminder that jenspiegel.com, that website was designed for you, for you in mind and what you need in your life and business, the blog, the resources, the different ways of working together. They all sit there and they're available to you. So I challenge you to go over there and make it a habit of checking out what's new and exciting. At the end of the day, I just want you to know I love this community. I appreciate being able to show up for you and I just want you to make it a great day.